Hi everyone and welcome to another episode of the LGBTQ plus Let's Get Behind the Questions podcast. Before we start, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the lands on which this podcast is being recorded and wherever you may be listening today and pay my respects to elders past, present and emerging. I'd also like to pay tribute to our First Nations LGBTQ plus communities. So welcome back, uh, Nick. Uh, nice to have you with me today. Thanks, Star. I felt like you maybe forgot my name just there for a second. No, I was just deciding whether I wanted to call you Dals, Nick, Sweetie, Hun. I just wasn't sure, but I just went with you. Mama. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yes, that's that's what that was. <laughs> Great. Well, you're looking fabulous today, sweetheart. Thank you. Always do. Always do. Um, now. <clears throat> You are yet again in a different place uh, recording, um, and that may have something to do with the major life event that uh, happened in your life last week. Would you like to uh, give us a little rundown of what happened right in the middle of gay Christmas? I know. It's been a big week. She's exhausted, Dal. She's just trying to recuperate and recover. It was Mardi Gras, and I, you know, maybe thought it was a smart idea at the time to also move house, which is one of the most uh, big life changes. I think they talk about like birth, death, marriage, moving, very stress-inducing scenarios. So Mm. I have moved and I'm now officially, I can resonate because I think I'm now officially a regional LGBTQ plus person. Yep, she's packed her stuff up. Uh, she packed up the apartment across the river from me, um, and now she calls herself a Newcastle gay. I'm not sure it's regional, though, sweetie. I think it's. Uh, I think it's still very urban and suburban. Um, so maybe you might have needed to move to like Dubbo or something to get the regional card. But um, I'll call you. A, I'll call you a coastal, a coastal uh, LGBTQ plus person. Is that all right? Well, I know that I'm not in Greater Sydney anymore. So with all the COVID situation, I know that the Central Coast, for example, is technically still somehow considered a part of Greater Sydney, but Newcastle is not. So I am out of Sydney. She's out. She's out of Sydney now. Um, So how are you finding it so far? What do you love? And maybe what I'm more interested in is what's going to take a bit of getting used to in your new life, living outside of Sydney. You know, it's very early days because I was in Sydney, obviously, for Mardi Gras. So I've really only been in the new house this week. Uh, So still a lot of much more exploring to be done. But I'm really loving our new location. We're only about a kilometre from the beach and we're near, kind of we're in the Newcastle Harbour area. So if you hear a random background noise, sometimes the ships in the harbour like to honk their horns quite loudly, which I learnt today gets picked up on hangouts. So that's Ooh. that. Um, and in our apartment, we've got this really cool gigantic balcony outside. Hasn't been very sunny recently to take advantage of it, but we've got this really great balcony, which I think will come in, in lots of handy for summer drinks yes. uh, once it's all decked out. It's a bit barren at the moment, it needs to be decked out. Um, 
But, you know, what's going to take a bit of getting used to? Well, I need to find where the rest of the Newcastle gays are. They're not sure where they are and where I should be hanging out. So if you're listening and you know where, and you're a Newcastle gay and you know where they are, let me know. Because uh, I have promised Nick that when he comes to visit me that there's a, a nightlife here somewhere. So I need to know where it is so that I can take him to the nightlife. I need to be a good wing woman in Newcastle. Well, there's a call out, Newcastle listeners. Help a gal out. She needs some new friends because all of her other friends are back here in Sydney and that's a long drive to <laughs> to come and visit. Um, so um, just message us, email the proud inbox and, and, and we'll... Hit we'll, we'll me out, let me know. Sign into um, my DMs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, Nick, um, this is a very special week. Tell us what's on this week. Well... First of all, I'm disappointed because I thought you were going to rock up this week with your hair dyed orange for the occasion and I'm looking at you and you're still a brunette. So firstly, mm -hmm. I'm disappointed about that. And the reason that that's significant is because orange is the official colour of Harmony Week and it's currently Harmony Week. Well, first, firstly, just let me comment on the hair situation. Um, there's not a chance of me dyeing my hair orange. Um, let's just say it doesn't suit me and I'd probably look like Pennywise. <laughs> um, so that's not going to happen. Um, and secondly, yes, it is Harmony Week. And why does all of these days fall in the first couple of months of the year? I'm so exhausted already. Uh, March, look, March is a very big month. It's it's a very diverse yeah. month, isn't it? It's like lots of diversity holidays and days. Yeah, Mardi Gras, Gay Christmas, International Women's Day or International Women's Month for us. They've got Harmony Week. There's a lot going on. Lots, lots. But let me tell you for those who maybe don't aren't so familiar with Harmony Week, what mm. is it all about? Yes, tell us, please. Yeah, so Harmony Week runs from Monday the fifteenth of March until Sunday the 21st of March, so a full seven days, a full week. Um, and it's a national celebration of Australia's cultural diversity, so it's a cultural occasion celebration. Um, and there's a lot that's being shared about it in our business over the week, uh, but there is kind of a few simple ways and easy call-outs on how you can get involved in celebrating Harmony Week. And the first one, as I mentioned earlier, is all about the colour orange. So you could simply get involved by wearing the colour orange throughout Harmony Week um, and representing that way. Also, you know, if you want to take that to the next level, think about virtual orange backgrounds perhaps when you're on your Hangouts or you could e even um, download a Harmony Week background for your virtual backgrounds for that week, which actually I should get on to doing that. Um also, there's going to be a Google form circulating um, about where you and your family come from, and it's going to be populated into an interactive map that displays our cultural diversity of our team members in real time. So that's really interesting, and you can learn a bit more about, you know, where does everybody come from, what's the, what's the type of cultural diversity we have at Woolies. And finally, of course, Google Currents. You know, you can get involved in sharing an image on Google Currents that displays your cultural heritage. So think about any cultural dress, a significant location within your culture, even your favourite, you know, home-style meal, and just use the hashtag, hashtag everyone belongs, which is the theme of Harmony Week. Well, that's nice. Maybe I should get some Norfolk Islander things uh, up and around the place. Ooh. 
I've got a big flag. I can hang that in the background. I've got a North Carolina flag and I've got lots of recipes that my nan used to make. So mm. I'll get into that. Get into it. You can make um, the North, Norfolk, you say it different. North. I say Norfolk, but you say it with a nice little accent. Yeah, that's um, how they say it. So I just I kind of Islanders. Um, you can put their flag as your virtual background, perhaps for that week as well. What a great idea! Everyone, everyone always thinks it's an, either the Nigerian flag or um, the Lebanese flag um, because oh, it's a nice mix. A of the on two. It? Yes. Yeah. Um, so it's a nice mix of the two. So that when I tell them what flag it is, they're very surprised. So a bit of a learning curve for anyone that that sees me. That's that's for sure. Um, so. If you want to find out more about Harmony Week, simply check out our comms channels. There'll be lots, lots coming down those comms channels. Um, or head to harmony.gov.au. Mm. And speaking of multicultural, yes. we've got an, a New Zealander joining us. Fashion chops, fashion chops. <laughs> Sorry for those poor accents, New Zealand people listening. <laughs> but we've got a New Zealander joining us on the podcast today. So today we have Crystal Barrable from Countdown joining us on the podcast and we're continuing our series in celebration of International Women's Day or month in our case um, where we'll be speaking to LGBTQ plus women about LGBTQ plus women um, that they find inspiring. Um, so we're going to get behind the question today, what makes Georgina Bayer an inspiring LGBTQ plus woman? Yes, that is, is right. I'm um, not sure. Bayer, Bayer. We'll ask. We'll ask Last Crystal year. to help us yeah. so that we can make sure we're um, pronouncing her name correctly. Yes, please. So, just a bit of a shout out. So, obviously, um, Crystal's going to be sharing us the story of Georgina Bayer. Um, and so, just a shout out that this episode potentially may trigger some emotion for some of those that are listening, based on the topics that we'll be talking about and discussing. So if you need support or would like someone to talk to, please remember that Woolworths Group team members have free access to assist um, and they can be contacted on 1300 360 364 in Australia or 0800 360 364 for any team members who are listening and joining in from New Zealand. Yes, so we're going to bring Crystal in now. So welcome, Crystal, to the podcast. Kiora. Bless, I love that. I don't, I'm, I'm not very good at saying Kiora. Did I do that good, Kiora? Yeah, it was pretty good. Okay, thank I'll work on it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, hello, Crystal. So welcome to the podcast. Um, we know that we're all about at least consistency when it comes to opening and closing the podcast. So we always ask the same question for all of our guests. So please tell us, who is Crystal? I'm Crystal and I identify as lesbian and use she, her pronouns. Um, I'm a store manager with Countdown in uh, Windy, Wellington here in New Zealand. So Crystal, um, can you tell us a little bit more about your career with Woolworths Group and your current role in Countdown? Yep, I'm a, currently a store manager of a small store in Wellington called Karori, um, and I've been with Woolworths for four years now. I joined the business as a store manager in training from another store manager role within a GM retailer here in New Zealand called The Warehouse. Um, I had been at The Warehouse for eight years, so it was a big challenge for me making the change to come over to Woolworths. Um, I had started on Nightfall there and worked my way up through the ranks, which I'm really proud of. 
Oh, I do miss the warehouse. We used to have it here in Australia, like once upon a time, but um, yeah. it disappeared. But I do miss yeah. it. Um, I didn't think it went very well. No. Well, I think I think um, I was the only one going at one point, but that's all right. Um, yeah. So you're one of the co-chairs of Proud in New Zealand. Um, so could you tell us a little bit uh, about um, how you got involved in the creation of Proud and how is it going to date? Yeah, it's going well. In my time with Woolworths, I've seen the People First culture get better and better and I wanted to be part of that movement. I feel I can add value to diversity and inclusion within Countdown. So when Kerry Hannafin, our GM of Corporate Affairs and Sustainability, put the call out for some team to get together to form the first proud group in New Zealand, I jumped at the opportunity. We all got flown to Auckland for a workshop uh, to meet each other and share our stories and see what direction we wanted to go in. We quickly discovered we had a lot of work in front of us, but also we had the support of you guys in Australia to help us along the way, which has been really awesome. For the first year, we worked on some community initiatives and attendance of some key Pride events around the country. And this year, we are really focused on education of leaders to become informed allies. Uh, we've also raised a record amount of money for the Rainbow Youth Charity as part of a national fundraiser at the Tools. So we are really proud of the progress we have made, but we know we have so much further to go. That's so exciting. There's a lot of activity happening in NZ with Proud. And of course, we're always here for support. So um, I think we just love seeing as, you know, as we are also working with Asia and our Asia business as well, just creating as we are all motivated by creating this kind of change movement and making sure that Woolworths, whether it be in Australia, New Zealand, Asia, um, is an inclusive place for all of our team members. So Crystal, um, we're doing a spotlight on International Women's Day or actually for us at the podcast, it's International Women's Month. We've just gone the whole shebang. Um, and the theme for International Women's Day this year is Choose to Challenge. Um, so could you tell us a little bit about what International Women's Day and, you know, also the theme for International Women's Day means to you? Yeah, um, if I'm honest, when I started hearing conversations about women's equality, it kind of felt like it was a redundant subject to me. I hadn't experienced any discrimination and my male peers seemed to respect me, so I couldn't understand what the issue was. Um, it wasn't until I understood the stats around gender pay gap and women being underrepresented in leadership roles that I started to wake up to the importance of celebrating women. On a more personal level, I started to wake up to some of the gender norms that I had unconsciously adopted along the way. So the theme to choose to challenge for me is split in two. I'll continue to challenge myself and be open to be challenged and also calling out others along the way. We celebrated International Women's Day here in Countdown this week by sharing how we choose to challenge. Uh, we shared workplace Facebook posts and my post came after some ref reflection over the past year. It has been a really challenging year for all of us and I thought about who has led us through the uncertainty of our ever-changing world. And for me, they are women like our Prime Minister, Jacinda Ardern, and our GM, Kerry Hannafin. Uh, they've led with compassion and empathy, inspiring us all to do the right thing and to take pe a people-first approach. In this environment, resilience grows, vulnerability becomes normal, and trust and collaboration multiplies. Uh, empathy is our superpower. 
So I choose to challenge all of us in remembering the value of leading with empathy. Um, now, our theme for the uh, podcast this month, Crystal, is shining the spotlight on LGBTQ plus women team members um, at Woolworths um, and LGBTQ plus women that they find inspiring. Um, so you've chosen Georgina Bayer. Um, could you tell us a little bit about um, who Georgina is? Yeah, Georgina Bayer is a New Zealand politician and former Labour Party member of Parliament um, here in New Zealand. She was the first openly transgender mayor in the world, as well as the world's first openly transgender member of parliament. She is also among a very small number of former sex workers to hold a political office. Um, she is also Māori and last year um, got the New Zealand Order of Merit for her contribution for services to the LGBT plus rights. She grew up in rural New Zealand and knew from a very young age that she wanted to transition from male to female. Uh, and this led to feelings of rejection from her parents. Georgina attempted suicide during this time and struggled with self-esteem. Uh, it was really tough for her, especially at school, and she ended up leaving school at around the age of 16 to pursue acting. She said acting gave her the ability to dress up and portray someone closer to who she really was. She was always searching for paid employment, but it was very difficult. Um, she was continually being rejected, which led her to apply for the unemployment benefit, which at the time she was told that she'd better put her trousers on and get a real job, otherwise no benefit. This eventually meant that she ended up in the sex industry as a way of paying the rent and putting food on the table. During that time in the 70s, this is where many trans people would end up. And she has said that although she hated every moment of it, it was survival for her and she found her family in a way. She eventually found full-time paid employment in a gay club here in Wellington, where I live now, performing drag shows. She loved it and it meant that she didn't have to continue to work in the sex industry. She then moved to Australia to follow her acting dream, but her dream was cut short after she was seriously assaulted. And unfortunately, there was no justice for her because she was told she was asking for it, um, and that was just for being herself. This terrible event pushed her to attempt suicide again. She, at that point, had two options, and she chose to draw a line in the sand and never to let herself be treated unfairly ever again. She moved back to New Zealand to a rural town called Carterton, where she was involved in community groups and eventually developed an interest in local politics. She was elected to mayor for two terms, the first term was by a small majority and the second um, by 90% of the vote. She was loved by the community for her straight-talking style and her ability to connect with people and show empathy. At the 1999 general election, Bayer was elected as the Labour Party candidate for the Wairarapa electorate. She surprised commentators, political top commentators, to win the typical right-leaning electorate with a 3,000 vote majority to become the world's first transgender member of parliament. During this time, she assisted in getting one of the first prostitution reform laws passed, which made it a legal profession in New Zealand, and also gave the workers some protection. She was involved in the civil union bill and eventually the marriage equality law change. Along the way, she has ruffled more than a few feathers in all the right ways, 
um, and honestly, her life would make the best movie or documentary. Whoa, okay, so I came in, I guess, very uneducated about Georgina Byer's story and just hearing that, I guess, summary of her life and her achievements, I have found, I'm kind of blown away, actually, in terms of what she has achieved in her lifetime is incredibly significant. And I agree with you, Crystal. I think that I'm just waiting. Where's the Netflix documentary? When is Stan going to sign on to make a documentary about her life? That would be an incredible, um, incredible story to watch. I think just in you sharing her story, there's a lot that is inspiring around what Georgina has achieved. But I, I'd love to hear why do you in particular find Georgina Bayer inspiring? Yeah, she represents one of the reasons that I'm proud to be a New Zealander. Not only were we the first country to go on the vote, but one of the first to legalise same-sex marriage and change laws to protect our rainbow community. Um, and I find her particularly inspiring because look at where she's come from. Um, what a life. She's made New Zealanders see past the fact that she is transgender and has shown the world that someone with her background can add value in so many ways. I grew up in both Taranaki and Wellington where she lived and I kind of understand what she may have had to face. Um, she's just amazing and for me she is the true meaning of what it means to be resilient. What do you think it is about her um, and what she's achieved for the work that she does that aligns with the theme for this year, um, which is Choose to Challenge? Yeah, her entire life has been about challenging people's perceptions and she's been kind of unapologetic about it. I was listening to a speech she did at Oxford University and she said although she wishes she didn't have to go through everything she did, she thinks it made her a better person. Um, the feeling of injustice led her, led her to want to not only change her own life for the better, but others as well. And on the topic, I guess, um, Crystal, obviously, as you would be aware, um, Transgender Day Visibility is just around the corner, really. It's only about two weeks away on March 31st. So it's kind of great timing that we're talking about Georgina Bayer today, actually. Um, and I think, you know, on the topic, what would you encourage people to do to be a more effective ally to transgender and gender diverse people? Um, if you want to be more comfortable with the language you use, I would say take the time to educate yourself. For example, there are questions that would be inappropriate, like what is your real name or have you had surgery? Um, also understand that coming out as gay, lesbian or bisexual is different to coming out as trans. Um, also, unfortunately for many of our trans peers, they're more likely to have mental illnesses. And again, using empathy can really help with this. Um, now, Crystal, we always like to end our episodes. I can't believe we're at the end already. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. um, but we like to end our episodes with the same question um, for all of our guests. We're very consistent, um, as you can see. Um, so what would be your one piece of advice um, to our listeners? Um, be kind to yourselves and show empathy. Um, I think empathy is what we all need now more than ever. Yeah, very strong theme of empathy today, Crystal. I feel like that's really resonating with you in terms of the leaders that inspire you, how you feel about how people should treat each other in terms of words of advice. Um, I think we could all do with more empathy in the world if we just led from a, a place of empathy 
there would be so much more understanding and kindness um, in the world today. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, Crystal, our friend over the ditch, as we say. Yeah. Uh, it's been great learning more about you and your personal story um, and also about an inspiration to you, Georgina Bayer. I've really appreciated learning more about Georgina and want to uh, – does she have a book? Is there at least a book? I, I haven't found a book, but there's plenty of um, stuff on YouTube, um, some really good stories about her and that speech from the Oxford University. It's about – it's over an hour where she sits there um, and – yeah, it's pretty full on. It's pretty intense, but it's just so interesting. Thank you for coming on the podcast today, Crystal. Thanks. I've um, really enjoyed being here with you guys. Na mihi. Oh, wasn't that a great episode with Crystal, Dal? It was a good episode, and I um, really enjoyed learning more about Georgina's story. I hadn't heard it before, so um, so it was very beautiful. Yeah, really powerful and inspiring woman, actually. I think yes. um, some great... Uh, learnings around uh, how Georgina chose to challenge. So very inspirational story. So again, next week we're continuing with our mini series. Is that right? We are. We are continuing forth on our um, mini series celebrating LGBTQ plus women. Mm-hmm. And so next week we're going to be bringing on Tamara Graham as our guest. Right. Um, So Tamara is based in Victoria, working for our former and network development team as one of the lead Food Academy trainers down there. Can't wait. Um, So until next week, everyone, stay safe, shine bright and be proud. Goodbye.